We've got another player profile for you today. Uh, the prospect spotlight is on Igor Chernyshov, a big winger out of Russia for the 2024 NHL draft on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll be breaking down Igor Chernyshov's game. Uh, he's a highly touted 2024 NHL draft prospect, a big winger out of Russia. We'll be breaking down his tools in the first segment. We'll talk about the stick handling, the shooting, and the passing. Um, in our second segment, we'll talk a bit more about the toolkit and the habits, and then we'll end things off with a projection of what an Igor Chernyshov could look like in the NHL, what his upside is, and which team would be the best fit. But before we get into any of that, please make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment letting us know what you thought of the episode, what you think of the player, and who you want us to cover next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day, and please leave us a rate and review. It helps the channel out a lot. So let's get things started here with Igor Chernyshov. He's one of the older players in this class, November 30th birthday. Um, and he's six foot two, 192 pounds. He's a right shot left winger, um, which we often see out of Russia. Uh, shooters like to play on their offside. It, it makes things easier for one-timers off the boards, that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, talk me through the style with Igor Chernyshov, what kind of player we're talking about and where has he been playing this year? For sure. Chernyshov is a six foot two, uh, 192 pound winger, and he's been playing between the KHL and the MHL this season. He's been playing mainly in the KHL with Dynamo Moscow. Uh, he's played 32 games and he's logged three goals and four points. But in his most recent games in the KHL, like he's, he's consistently logging between eight and 13 minutes a night, which for draft eligible in the KHL is pretty solid. Uh, especially when you compare it to like previous years where like Danilo Yurov was getting like about 22 seconds a night for the <laughs> his entire yeah. draft year in the KHL. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and in, in the MHL, whenever he's been sent down there, he just dominates. He's way too good. He's way too toolsy. He's way too powerful. Like he just dominates the MHL and he should not be playing there. So I'm very glad that he has been in the KHL this season because he's been able to really refine some key areas of strength in his game. And a lot of those come in the habits and the tools, which we'll discuss in the next segment. But the puck skills are really, really interesting. There are two uh, of, of the trifecta that are overwhelming strengths and one that is entirely still a work in progress. Uh, we can start off with the strengths, uh, start with the positives. The handling skill is really, really, really good. Uh, the more I've watched of him this season, the more convinced I've become of the handling ability. He can still try to do a little bit too much pond hockey style of things with the puck on a stick when he's in the MHL, but when he's in the KHL, he keeps his puck touches pretty brief, and when he uses his handling to solve problems, it's usually a one-touch, two-touch play to get around a specific opponent and then uh, delegating to another line mate, where he's integrating it in a really high-paced style of play, which projects quite nicely to the NHL game. Uh, the handling skill, he has a really, really, really fluid wrists, uh, very comfortable in using his body to shield possession. He can uh, quite fluidly um, 
switch between between trying to get around a player and then protecting the puck and while he's trying to, to to do a skill play or not he, he he always does have control of the puck on his stick and it's one of the key reasons why to me he projects like a a modern european power forward and in, in the mold like stylistic mold not projected mold of yuri slavkovsky and miko rantanen in terms of being able to blend really high-end handling with power with some really high-end offensive tools uh, but what have you thought of the handling style, uh, handling skill specifically so far this season? You know, my assessment of handling always includes a player's ability to catch and protect pucks. Yes. And Igor Chernyshov excels in those areas. He's really, really good at shielding pucks from opponents, at lowering his weight, at, you know, getting his knee out and his shoulder down in order to drive under opponents and around them. Um, that's a big part of his, of his puck protection kind of toolkit that I think is really, really interesting. Um, on top of that, he's got really soft hands in the way he catches pucks. He kind of cradles them really well and sets up his next touch really quickly. And that's what's made him so effective in kind of a bottom six role in, in the KHL so far is he's, he's really good at catching bad pucks and making quick plays, which at the KHL level, the pace is fairly high. Um, there's there's pressure on you very quickly and it's really important to not have to take two three touches in order to set up your next play and Chernyshov is able to do that so the handling is definitely a plus for me I'd say it's a decent six six and a half um, if you include the puck protection and and puck catching mechanics um, I give it the, a seven. I'm a very big fan of the handling skill but I, yeah the shot the shot is certainly <laughs> with the handling for best people, right yeah, absolutely. The, sh the shooting's really interesting. And that kind of combines, and we'll talk about that a bit more with the toolkit, but that also combines with his ability to catch pucks and, and protect them. Um, yeah. He's usually shooting in motion. He's usually shooting within a puck protection um, element. He's usually catching, you know, shooting off a catch and release. Uh, and all, all his tools blend really good, well together to make a shot, uh, to elevate a shot, in fact, and, and, and make it a, a really a real plus tool. But on top of that, He's got great velocity, great mechanics. Um, his shot placement is really good as well. His shot selection is excellent as well. Um, he can he can toe drag and shoot. He can catch and release. He can shoot off his back leg, off his front leg. Um, he can one-time the puck as well. And he chooses the right type of shot for the right scenario, which is something that I really look for in, in players like this. And Chernyshov definitely has that in his arsenal. I still think there's some work in progress left. Um I think sometimes he can kind of, he can get tunnel visioned with his shots. Like sometimes he'll throw a puck on net when there's a pass option. Yeah. But usually when he chooses to shoot, he chooses the right spot on the net and he chooses the right type of shot to maximize his chances of scoring. So I'd give his shot. I think his shot is the best of the three uh, for me. I give it a good seven, seven and a half. Uh, it's yeah. a, I really think he can develop into a plus tool and he could. Uh, he's one of these players that, you know, if he's developed well, could score 30 goals at the NHL level. He's got top six upside, and he's got the ability to get open in, in space. So his his goal-scoring arsenal and his goal-scoring tools work really, really well together to maximize his chances of putting the puck in the back of the net. But let's get to the weakness here. Um, I think the playmaking ability, something that stands out, is not particularly refined. It's straightforward. He'll throw pucks at the net. He'll throw pucks to the slot, but not with a lot of deception, manipulation, or forethought, right? He can be quite panicky when it comes to trying to force passes. Like, it's clear that he's getting some information from his coaching staff that he needs to work on the playmaking game. And at least up until this point, that has mainly translated in 
wild passing attempts towards the general direction of the slot, uh, yeah. and rather than anything substantial or deceptive or, or highly dangerous. I think that the passing game in transition is something that's quite interesting. He is really learning to play with the give and go uh, while in motion, making really quick one-touch passes when he's under pressure. The short area playmaking game is is quite a strength, a little bit like it is with Michael Brandsek Newgard, who we, we covered in the last episode, where where that that like high paced transition passing game is a relative strength, but the offensive zone playmaking game is still quite quite a few steps behind even like average projection. Like I think the playmaking would probably tank his his passing tool evaluation down to like a four point five in my book, where he shows flashes of like sixth grade passing skill in transition uh, when he has to make some really high paced. Uh, like decisions and and, sh- and that which are also shorter passes obviously and require less high end passing mechanics to really pull off yep. but in the offensive zone when he goes for a high danger pass like he, he's been throwing a lot of pucks towards the slot in the KHL this season like a lot especially on, on like two and two on ones like he's probably passing even more often than he's shooting in those situations but it's rarely accurate it is rarely scanned or composed or calculated and it is far more out of like a a routine than anything else and there's a lot to still work on to get his passing game his playmaking game up to the same level of the two other tools i think i personally am a bigger fan of the handling than the shot by a little smidgen i'd probably put the handling at like a 7.5 and the shot at a 7 type of uh, evaluation but uh, they're really close, but the, the mm-hmm. playmaking lags behind significantly. For sure. Um, but that wraps us up for our first segment where we talk about the trifecta of offensive puck skill tools. Now we'll get into the toolkit and the and the habits in Igor Chernyshov's game right after these messages from our sponsors here at Locked On NHL Prospects. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA teams and players with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and far more. I know I personally am always a massive fan of going for a big same-game parlay just to make the action a little bit more interesting. Before going to a game, I, I select a couple specific stats or outcomes that I think are going to happen and put them together in one single bet, which just compounds the possible gains, and it makes everything just that much more exciting. Just visit fandle.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Here at Locked On, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You don't need to search. You can match with Indeed. Indeed is a great place to to hire and match with potential employees for your company. Uh, With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Their matches, their matching en- engine is the highest quality you can get. They find uh, potential employees with a, the exact attributes that you need for your job. If you need someone who's, you know, especially timely because your job requires that. If you need someone who's, you know, a, a hard physical worker for a specific job, 
any specific attribute you're looking for with an employee, um, Indeed is a be- is a great place in order to search for those candidates. Uh, and listeners of this show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Again, that's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms, impl- terms and conditions apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Alrighty, so moving on to our second segment, we'll be talking about the toolkit and habits of Igor Chernyshov's game. Uh, we'll get into that um, really in detail, I think, because there's a lot to evaluate here with the way Chernyshov approaches the game mentally, um, habitually, and also in terms of how his tools interact to uplift that skill set. Uh, we talked about about it a tiny bit in our first segment, but I think that the the puck skills, uh, the, the, the the puck handling, the puck catching ability of Igor Chernyshov uplifts his shot really well. Um yeah. But it also uplifts his ability to play along the boards, to retrieve pucks, to you know get off the boards quickly and make plays. Um, and also, his skating is surprisingly good for a player of his size, right? He really is. Like he has a lot of fascinating tools. Like the, one of the reasons that at the playmaking stands out so so significantly as a negative is that everything else surrounding it is is really impressive and quite strong and uh, the mobility is certainly no exception there he has a really powerful stride he has some really solid inside edge work specifically the outside edges are a bit more of a work in progress with him but he's really fluid with how he gets around the ice and he gets around with real power and speed and he can execute all of his high-end plays at those speeds his his feet do not go faster or slower than his hands or his mind they all kind of work together in tandem and it's one of the big reasons that i i'm becoming increasingly convinced by his his cohesive package as as a a european style modern power forward uh because it all just works it ticks together consistently and yeah like i i think the 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 tools are are overall really strong i think the motor is a significant part of what makes him so effective at both ends of the ice he's really effective in in offensive zone puck retrievals really really engaged defensively in his own zone on the cycle consistently getting into passing lanes he knows how to read defensive situations his head's constantly on a swivel and he's readjusting his positioning and he strikes at the right moment when when he sees an opponent that bobbling the puck or has his head head down and isn't isn't looking at uh, at, at his surroundings he strikes in those p- precise moments to try to force a turnover and it's yep. always very calculated very very intelligent and quick processing so i think that his, his brain is also a strength but everything with him kind of works together in tandem and while the offensive production has yet to really really set in at the khl level it is mm-hmm. just waiting it is it, it is a ticking time bomb until he starts exploding on that front because the uh, the, the underlying foundation of his overall game is really really solid Absolutely. I fully agree. I mean, this is a player who, like, everything you're discussing is, is toolkit and habits. I think this is really where Trinishov's yeah. game shines. He obviously has some great tools, but overall, I think that the, the 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 way that his tools come together, the way that his tools interact, and the habits he already has in this game, the scanning, the back-checking, um, the energy level, um, the ability to get into passing lanes, all that that you're describing, that's that's habits. And I, I think he's got those down pat. Um which Kurnishov is still an unrefined game, especially playmaking wise, but there are, you know, off the puck, it's, I think the product off the puck is definitely more refined than the on puck game, um, especially in terms of decision-making and habits. Um, and for me, you know, 
you can develop the on puck game a bit easier than the off puck game. The off puck game usually takes some time to figure out. And if you don't have the motor, if you don't have the the energy, the, the habits already down pat in terms of what to do on the ice in order to get yourself open or to clog up passing lanes, it usually takes a bit longer for those to develop at the NHL level. You know, usually you'll see players develop the off puck game a bit more intricately at 22, 23, 24, whereas, you know, the on puck instincts, you can start working on those fairly quickly. Um, so for, for me, that that transition makes Chernyshov a really interesting option if you're looking for a player who can drive the net consistently, can drag people with him to the net, um, can create havoc and chaos pretty consistently uh, with his on-puck and off-puck movement. Um, he's the guy. And, you know, his, his defensive numbers are outstanding this year, right? They really are. He is really, really getting involved. And the reason that he is getting these reps and these minutes with Dynamo Moscow is because he has been just so consistently like a standout on the defensive front of the game. Like he's yeah. he's been their best defensive forward in most of the viewings I've caught of him at the KHL level. And uh, he's just so consistently involved. He's constantly scanning around. He's constantly engaged. And he uses his physicality to separate uh, opponents from pucks. He uses every tool that he has available to him to make life very difficult for the other team when they're when they're on the cycle. And even as a back checker, he's constantly trying to go for stick lifts and trying to get underneath opponents and trying to just make their life really, really annoying in, in their in their goal to get the puck to the offensive zone. So he he's been really solid in that. And and it also kind of makes his projection a little bit more certain in terms of like there is a tremendous fallback game with Igor Chernichov. If the if the skill, the goal scoring handling never really translates for him to become like a high-end like offensive top six winger he is going to be a really 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 damn effective third liner and uh will bring a lot of secondary scoring from that role but it gives him a nice floor that i think will also facilitate his chances of being picked inside a top 12 range of the nhl draft this year for sure. Yeah, I'm sure a bunch of teams are looking at him with a lot of interest. I mean, you know, we'll get into the teams that would be a great fit and the overall projection a bit more in detail um, in our third segment. But in terms of the toolkit and habits, it's just so clear that there's a, an NHLer here. I'd be really, really, really surprised. And this is this was true from last year. I'd watched him last year and I was like, yeah, there's an NHLer here. Um, you know, when he was playing the MHL, um, you could already see that He's just way too overwhelming um, in terms of the way that he approaches the game. Not just ju not just being big and strong and fast, but just constantly being in the right spots, constantly getting to the middle, constantly attacking defenders' feet. Um, these are all things that were clear last year and have only gotten better this year. Um, obviously, he hasn't had as many chances to shine that skill set in the KHL, um, but still, between 8 and 12 minutes that's really good ice time for a draft eligible in the KHL. At the same time, the KHL is not what it was even two, three years ago. It's a fully no. different league. A lot of the former NHLers or borderline NHLers that would be playing in Russia are currently playing in the Swiss National League or the SHL or the Finnish Liga. Um, so it's it's a different league in terms of overall quality and a vlog jam, especially forward. So it's giving players like Igor Chernyshov and um, Anton Salayev and Nikita Artemanov these you know, great draft eligible KHLers, great opportunities in the KHL. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think if the KHL was what it was three, four years ago, 
probably Gortrenishov would be spending the year in the in the MHL and maybe playing in the VHL. Um, or and if he'd be playing in the KHL, we'd be talking about a player who was you know getting the Danilo Yurov treatment for no reason because he's definitely a pro quality player, right? Like this is this is a player who has the tools to 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 be an effective pro hockey player. For sure. It's what makes him so intriguing as well is that he has all the tools to be a really high-end NHLer. Like, like, like the tools unlock a pretty intriguing upside with him. And we'll really delve into that upside in the final segment of the episode. But it's also the habits that really rise up that floor. So with Chernyshov, you get a fascinating combination of high floor, high upside that I don't think is going to last past 15th overall come, come the NHL draft. Because uh, yeah. e- even though he's Russian, he is quite big. He's physical. He plays a really, really, really NHL style of hockey. And, and the, the the quickness that he makes decisions, his pace of decision making, uh, his his style in transition being very much give and go heavy and, and off puck centric and his high end motor defensively in all three zones and and the way he's able to read passing lanes like these are all things that NHL teams are going to adore and whichever NHL team decides to pick the big Russian power forward I think they're going to be very happy because if we're comparing to last year I, I I'm a bigger fan of Igor Chernyshov than I was of Daniil Boot if we're looking at yeah. like big power forwards uh, that, that have like significant goal scoring upside and and boot went very high so we'll we'll see what happens with Chernyshov this year round but he's a really fascinating player especially because of that combination of tools and habits absolutely but there are some stuff for a second segment we'll talk about uh the uh, overall projection for Chernyshov what his offensive upside is what his floor is and also what team would be the best fit for Igor Chernyshov. We'll get into that right after these messages from our sponsors here at Locked On NHL Prospects. Drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to LED headlights and far more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Because with with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die uh you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit which is available to u.s customers only your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All righty. So let's close things off here with the overall projection, upside, and team fit for Igor Chernyshov, a big Russian winger who loves to play uh, really fast-paced hockey, makes great decisions, works the boards really well, drives the net constantly. What's the upside here? I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I think he has the upside to be a 70-point scorer at the NHL level, but th- some things would need to work out. We're talking best-case scenario here, right? Yeah, like best-case scenario, I think if he hits that 70 to 75-point range, he'd have to be playing on a top line uh, surrounded by by a playmaking center. Uh, and the nice thing with him, at least, is is that he would be able to offer a lot of defensive support. So if you pair him with like a high-octane offensive centerman, um, I think that that would be a really nice fit uh, at both sides of the ice. But 
Yeah, I, I think if we're talking a, a bit more realistic, I think 30 goal upside is, is certainly there. Like the shooting habits and the goal scoring touch and the shooting mechanics, as, as we covered, are all significant strengths. And uh, he gets to those high danger areas. I think that is entirely within the realm of possibility. And in terms of the assists, like that would, I think most of his assists would be coming off the cycle, off of uh, rebounds, off of uh like dirty plays and ugly plays because the playmaking game really still has a lot of work to do before it reaches an nhl caliber nhl average caliber um but i think realistically we can like he could easily be a player that's like you're a consistent 30 goal 55 point producer in a top six uh likely like steady on a second line but like taking some shifts on the top line when injuries arise and the defensive upside with him is also really interest, interesting. So from a production standpoint, I don't think his projection is too, too different to Michael Brands like New Guards, even though they have slight differences in how they approach the game and the tools that, that they have. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd say that Chernyshov's path to special teams is really straightforward and clear. Um, oh, yeah. If, if, it's not a, if it's not a top power play, it's going to be a second power play, but the penalty kill... Yeah. I think he'll be up there and, and fairly quickly. Um, this is a player who plays with energy, pace, skill, um, and a lot of defensive acumen in terms of his decisions, in terms of his ability to get involved off the cycle, in terms of out-muscling players, blocking shots. He does a bit of it all, and that makes him a really interesting project. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that could potentially you know put him in the 60 plus point conversation on his own just because if he's playing on the second line the top power play and the top penalty kill we're already talking 18 to 20 minutes a night like that's that's a lot of ice time that you get uh but we'll see where that goes chernishov i'm thinking in terms of nhl fit you said top line playmaking playmaking center um offensive dynamo i think that's jack hughes's music isn't it Jack Hughes or Tim Stutzla? I think I think both of those oh, would be yeah. nice fits. For sure, Ottawa would be a great fit as well. Um, they've got Brady Kachuk, um, who's who's definitely kind of in the mold of an energetic power forward. He's definitely more pesty than than Chernyshov, but uh, if you can have Brady Kachuk on your first and Chernyshov on your second, I think having one of one of each of those guys on 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 each of your top six lines. That works out really well for for Ottawa, right? And you know, especially with Ridley Gregg playing the way he is, he's another player who's a bit more pesty. So, having having a, a third a, a second line of you know Chernyshov, Gregg, and I don't know Giroux or you know one of those guys, I, I think that will work out really great. Um, there's a great complement of skills there in Ottawa for him. Uh, any other teams that stand out for you in terms of potential fits for Igor Chernyshov? The Montreal Canadiens, honestly. Oh. I, th- I think that the Habs would be a really nice fit. And it's not just because I'm wearing a nice little antique Habs sweater at the moment uh, <laughs> that I'm thinking that. Um, the Habs have really shown that they're able to develop a uh, toolsy but raw European power forward in a really interesting way uh, with Yuri Slavkovsky and his development over the past year specifically and the work that Adam Nicholas has been able to to do with Slavkovsky as well as uh, the world-renowned Dr. Shot, uh, which has clearly was already kind of transformed how Slavkovsky approaches his game in the offensive zone. Yeah. Uh, but... I think that Chernyshaw would fit in really nicely because the Habs already have a selection of centers that they trust a lot, especially with when Kirby Doc is healthy. 
and you have a guy like Alex Newhook that can play down the middle, and you have a couple centers that are developing and maybe coming up. And of course, I can understand why Habs fans would just just really want to add like the superstar center. But Celebrini and Lindstrom are likely going to be off the board by the time Montreal's picking, and they might not have that dynamic centerman available uh, to them anymore when the, when their turn is comes uh, on draft day. But Chernyshov would really fit into the team philosophy in terms of the combination of high IQ, high motor, high skill. He is completely that fit. Uh, he is going to be involved defensively, will support that way, can play on all the special teams, adds a lot of versatility to, to mixing and matching forward lines, uh, especially when you can also add, just add him onto a line with Yuri Sofkovsky when you want to have like a super intense physical offensively driven line those two would play very well together especially because Slavkovsky's bread and butter is his playmaking and with Chernyshov it's a shot uh even though they are both these big power forwards they would complement each other quite well because they are also both intelligent and deft and skilled so yeah. I think the, the halves would be a really fun fit for Chernyshov but it would certainly be just a, a continued trend of what the halves have already been hoarding rather than a necessarily new component to that overall uh, tool assembly of toolkits in, in that offensive core for sure um i was also you know while you're we saying that i was thinking of maybe other teams that could fit that mold and my brain went to minnesota and then i realized he's basically matt Boldy. like those are pretty similar players uh honestly not 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 too dissimilar yeah yeah i also you know what makes Boldy so interesting is he's really good on the backhand and from what i've seen from igor chernishov his backhand's fairly interesting and he uses it really often. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, if, if they if they want another Matt Boldy, you can't really get as much closer to that in this year's draft than Igor Chernyshov. I can't really think of any other prospects from this draft that that resemble that style. Um, no. especially in the range where Minnesota is going to be picking. So I think that would be a really interesting pickup for Minnesota overall. Uh, but that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. They got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. And make sure to uh, tune in for the rest of our coverage here as we continue our prospect spotlights for the 2024 NHL Drafts prospects. This has been Hattie Kalakesh with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.